This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Midway point of the week. That's right. Thank you, as uh, as always, to Adam Jones. What a uh, what a fun year covering baseball, man. I love you know not to uh, pouch ourselves here, but I think we should take a moment to say, hey, great job, everybody. It was really fun. We we went outside the box a little bit. We were able to get Eno Saris on with us every week. Adam Jones. I don't know about you guys. I learned so much more about baseball this season than I think I ever have before. I was I was able to hear other perspectives that I really hadn't heard. You know, it's one thing to be a sports radio show and have guys like I played adult ball, Ben played little league, Paulie played, you know, in high school. For us to come and be like, hey, listen, man, you really need to choke up and go the other way more. Like it's different when you have Eno Saris coming on saying, actually, you know, the spin rate of ninety six mile an hour sinker makes it you know and then having the the big league perspective, I was very uh, very pleased with our our coverage this year, the Padres and and baseball in general, and and of course we couldn't do it without our amazing audience. That's you guys, and of course our uh, incredible guests like Adam Jones and Eno Saris, and the list goes on and on. Jesse, Jesse Agler, Agler, yeah, AJ mm-hmm. Casavell, Annie Halbrun, all just knocked it out of the park. Mad Friars, I mean, just national great. guys like Jesse Rogers hopping on been fun the bad part is so as soon as we were wrapping up with aj my mind immediately went to all right what next what's next what's next what's next year gonna look like like it's it's the dumb part of me that all it's got all right well we have to gotta go bigger and better we gotta go bigger and better gotta go i know bigger, what i gotta, want i just don't know if, i don't know if it's feasible what is it i want to do the uh the chris rose thing he gets a current player. Mm-hmm. I want a current player mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, I want. What what company out there wants to help us out? Yeah, sponsor their charity or something. I would love to get like every once a week with a current Padre. Be amazing. It would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. I lo- what Chris Rose has done 
not only by he's got like five or six like rotating cast of he's got players, those guys, but he also has but other, then he brings people in. Other guys are like, hey, that looks pretty badass. Yeah, right. Let me pop on. But he's got his like regular core guys that he has on every. Like I think during those seasons, during the a couple seasons, times a week. Yeah, he, it's great. I mean, and and you're getting guys that are currently, you know, hey, we had a game last night, or I've got a game right. today. Like as great as Adam Jones is every week, and that's every like my favorite segment. It's your favorite segment. Everybody loves that segment. It doesn't feel like he's that far removed from the game, right? But he didn't play yesterday, right? He didn't. He doesn't. He's not gearing up for a game, you know, tomorrow night, like a current player would be. All right. Objectively, there are a lot of shows that can't even have this conversation because there's just no way. A player would come on regularly. What would that? What what good does it do to a lot of players? Now, I think for our show, there is the argument that this is a good show. We're we we get it for the most part. We're not out to you know get players. I mean, I think we're fair. I think for the most part, guys that we talk to like coming on with us. Uh, we've got a really solid audience out there that I think players would want to want to reach and be able to talk to on a regular basis and form that relationship. So I think we can at least start the conversation as to doing something like that next season. would be very cool. Yeah, I'd like that a lot. And then obviously anytime you get – I want to talk to the skipper once a week too. That to me is just so – that's that. those are kind of my goals. Let's put them on the vision board, Paulie, for next season's Padres coverage. Uh, and I don't – they're not crazy requests or anything like that, I don't think. So would be a lot of fun. And I know our audience would love it, and I know you guys have, have given us great feedback on the coverage this year. But, again, the guests the guests have been so much fun. And uh, I think we'll wrap up with Eno tomorrow for the year as well. I think so. So, yeah, man. Uh, those Check I, in throughout the offseason. Yeah, for sure. I've got the winter meetings coming up in a few weeks. I but learned so much about baseball. It's interesting, too, because for us, we're not – I mean, I guess we are for six months out of the year, but we're not typically that show that's going to have the same guests every Monday, the same guests every Tuesday. But for baseball season – we were just so happy with the at least the three that we had every week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Jesse, Adam, and Eno. It just made so much sense to us. Yep. All right, do you want to get to that breaking NFL news uh, just to Jesus top of the hour? Well, you are you ready for the football? news? I mean, it's both surprising and also almost inevitable. But it's also way premature. Well, the uh, Forbes is reporting that Daniel Snyder has hired Bank of America to explore the sale of of the Washington Commanders. How does that work? I would say once you've gotten to this point, it's fairly inevitable. You're now going to sell. It's not like, oh, no, no one's interested in buying this team. There are always people interested in buying NFL teams, probably for an insane price. So if you've gotten to the point where you're willing to hire you know, a major firm to start working on it for you, you're not going to say no. What, what are you going to say no? Oh, I was I was hoping to get eighty two billion dollars, and they're only offering me five. Yeah, you know why? Because you could do it. Could be eyewash. It could be no. I understand that everybody <sighs> wants me out, and I'm. It's time to move on, and I'm going to sell. But when but, you, but what's why your, would you want to sell? What's your excuse for not selling? Once you've hired someone to explore the sale, that you don't want to sell. Well, then why did you hire someone to explore the sale? Because they want you to. But Why would you sell an NFL team if you're a relatively young man like Dan Snyder? They want you out. Right. And they're pushing you out. They're so pushing, you're, se- you're selling. They're pushing you out. I'm go- what I'm going to do is give you the appearance that I'm selling. I'm no, not no. selling anything. I just can't see him <laughs> now saying, well, we explored the sale. No one was interested. You'll have 100 people who oh, come no, no. up people and say, are gonna be interested. We, we offered an insane amount of money. And then he'll have another problem on his hand, and that'll be... 
you just went through this giant ruse of pretending you were selling the team. It's just going to make the NFL hate him even more. You I can't start this road without finishing it I now. I just don't think he cares. He's going to sell the team now. I, I, I would put a lot of money on it that he is now going to sell the Washington Commanders. That's not a fast process, but I would say probably by the start of next season, he'll there'll be a different. The commanders owner. will be sold to someone else. That's my prediction now. Okay, and, I mean, not somebody that the, anyone's going to miss. No, and I'm sure the next person not going to be that much better. They're all <laughs> NFL Just owners. Trying to and think of who the billionaires but, would be. I mean, Steve Ballmer, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Washington Commanders announced today that they have hired BOFA Securities. Bank of America. Oh, yeah. I thought it was BOFA. <laughs> to, consider potential tr- to consider potential transactions leaves a lot, a lot of wiggle room. That's just rich people talk. We are commanders. We are for sale. <laughs> the Snyders remain committed to the team, all of its employees, and its countless fans. To putting the best product on the field and continuing the work to set the gold standard for workplaces in the NFL. <laughs> that is a real statement. <laughs> Bofa Securities makes me laugh because I'm seven years old. Bofa. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. I think I would spell out Bank of America. In my- no, I think the actual securities division is, is Bofa? called Bofa Securities. But it's, that's, that's Hi, it thanks for calling Bofa Securities. Is this a prank call? Nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, there's your breaking NFL news. Dan Snyder potentially, possibly thinking about exploring the thought of maybe potentially selling. He's selling the team. The Washington He's selling the team. Commanders, Ben. It's getting out. All right. Now, uh, now, do you think he actually has... He says he doesn't have dirt on all the other owners. Maybe he doesn't have dirt on all the other owners. I think if you're him, if you do end up selling, you just take your golden parachute and you move to the islands and live in obscurity in a very nice manner for the rest of your life, thanking your lucky stars that you're not in prison for some of the things that we've read and heard that he's done. So I... Sometimes you just cut your losses, and by the way, there will be no losses. Dan Snyder will no. leave a very, Huge very, 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 very wealthy man. Huge gains. As he already is. Of course, that's how it's going to yep, work that's out. That's how it's that's going to be. How it always works out. Mm-hmm. What's that noise? Spooky. Spooky noise? Hold on. Halloween's Shh, over. Turn your mic off. Hold on, we want them to hear it. We need to hear it. i got to turn the mics up, actually. I don't hear it now. It's gone. Shh. I think it's the wind and the rain. It's stormy. Yeah, really? It's stormy outside. It's really coming down. Yeah, we got right. some we got some actual weather right now going on here at our building and probably around San Diego. Be careful on the roadways out there, please. Man, it is nasty it out is, there. I saw like a light a chance of light showers. It is. I'm actually concerned for my safety. I think I should take it to the house. Right now? Right now. Got a nice letter I wanted to read you guys. We got a gift. Oh, uh, please do. Time. All right, yeah, really we do. Sweet. Yeah, Give me some time. background music, Paulie. Uh, Whatever you want. Your choice. Dealer's choice. No, something else. Okay. Dealer's choice. <laughs> not that. But not one. that. I'll pass. I fold. Go with. Put my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is going to sound very weird now, but I like. <laughs> No, leave it. I love it. No, it's good. Thunder, heavy rain. <laughs> now go back to, go back wicked, to wicked Game. game. 
Mix them up. <laughs> All right. Got a nice package sent to the studio yesterday. You always worry when you see a package in the studio. You're going to open it up and God only knows anthrax in there or something. Now, the person that sent us this, he did. Uh, he reached out to me actually on Thursday. Okay. Saying, he said hey, it was coming. This is on its way. It should be there tomorrow. I'm like, well, actually, off on Friday. And then it got rerouted and we we ended up getting it. Yesterday. We got it now. To Ben Woods and Paul. As a fourth-generation San Diego native, my family has a long history with the Padres. My grandmother grew up a baseball fan, attending games with Larry at Lane Field as a young girl. Without going into too much of her history here, you can see the Padres POV FSSD did on her in 2019. Her memory is slowly dwindling. We're hoping she'll be aware and around when the Padres win their first World Series. Grandma is the matriarch of our family and raised a bunch of baseball kids. It's weird seeing Wicked Game now. When my mom was seven years old, they got this ball autographed at Westgate Park. My God. Five years before the Padres became a Major League Baseball team. I'd like you guys to have it and keep it in your studio. San Diego Sports Drought hasn't been the easiest for longtime fans. We've had a few memorable radio personalities, including Dave Shelley and Chainsaw, to take the mantle for morning shows. But since you took the airwaves, it's breathed whole new life into San Diego sports media. Your attitudes, energy, baseball knowledge, and incomparable sense of humor... Senses of humor, sense of humors, senses of humors <laughs> have been a welcome change to not only sports radio, but the medium in general. Hope you guys have a small space to put this ball. Realize all of the signatures were gathered by a local baseball family who has never wavered from rooting for this franchise through the very good times, bad times, and even worse times. This ball is a small token of appreciation for being good men, dedicated fans, and incredible human beings. It contains a small piece of San Diego sports broadcasting history with autographs from Al Shuss and one of Ben's Channel 10 predecessors, Al Coupe? Coupe. Coupe. So I can't think of another place for it. I've identified most of the signatures, so let me know if you find the other two. Once again, thanks for such an entertaining show, for your engagement with the fans. You guys are certainly three of a kind. Go Padres, Blake Taylor. Blake. Wow. That is so kind of you. And uh, this is really, really special, man. And you think about the history. And, in fact, he listed the ones that he was able to uh, discern. And there's, I mean, there's a, like Tony Perez. Tony Perez, my friends. Cuban-American signed a pro contract at 17 while playing on the Kamaway Sugar Factory team, including a $2.50 bonus wow. for the visa and plane ticket to Miami. Obviously, it's Tony Perez from the, the Big Red Machine. Um, a couple other names on here, like you said, the broadcasters. Um, and then Ken Walters played for the Phillies and the Reds, played for the Padres as well. Gus Gill. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's obviously old. It's a Wilson official Pacific Coast League baseball signed by uh, most of the team. There. Just the fact that it goes back so far, yeah. over half a century. Very cool. Of, of signatures and, and baseball 60, history. 64? Yeah. So 98 years? Good. Or 68. <laughs> 148 years old. This we have good senses of humor, not so humors. much of math. Right, correct. <laughs> Thank you so much, man, for that. It is uh, very kind and very kind words, Thank Blake. you, Blake. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. Really awesome. And thanks for not sending anthrax. <laughs> All right, if you were listening yesterday, uh, you may have heard a call around this time uh, that had to do with jerks and Profar and um, Manny. We're, we're gonna we're gonna reset Every that pitch in a sl- from game five yeah. slightly different way when we come back and uh, the, and then move on move just forward so you, just so you know 
This is not to poke fun at Larry. It's to poke fun at Ben. Edgy, off-season, over the BS, Ben Higgins. If you missed this yesterday. He's, Ben's not a great actor. <laughs> None no, of us are. No, but he is. Sandy kid in Idaho just tweeted me. He said, I did spit up my iced coffee in the car a bit when Ben sent Larry packing. But did I actually send him packing? No. The answer is yes. He just didn't le- get on the plane. He stayed in the terminal. <laughs> we were very angry. <laughs> this was amazing. Right. We'll bring that back. Next. Coming up next, it's Ben and Woods. But different. Uh, we'll return after a check of traffic here. This segment of Ben and Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart. Be careful out there on those wet roadways. Here's Kelly Danik, and we'll be right back. Every day, get NFL headlines delivered straight to your smart speaker or earbuds. The best football show podcast wraps up the world in 15 minutes. You can be smarter at the water cooler. Host Elliot Shore Parks explains the biggest story from multiple vantage points and the ripple effects it has throughout the NFL. Plus, the best football show delivers the highlights from all of Odyssey's football podcasts, so you get all the news and insight from across the league. You can just follow it in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If I were you, I'd be on pins and needles right now, Ben. Do you know why? Patrick Reed? I've told you I've been nervous about Patrick for a while. <laughs> Should I not bring him up? I mean, I don't want to be on his radar. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> You're not going to get sued. Well, he's suing everybody else. He literally, I just saw an article pop up. Patrick Reed, you know, now of Live Golf, formerly of the PGA Tour, Masters champion, uh, and probably the most unlikable character golf has seen in the last 20 or so years, right? I'd say that's fair yeah he's the biggest villain on the pga tour right now but he's not there anymore he's on live he's on live correct right so he is now suing fox sports the ap the new york post and more he has gone after so many guys and it's all for defamation of character many people commenting on you know the video evidence of him improving his lie and literally cheating. Like, there's video evidence of him cheating. People talk about it, report on it, and now he's suing them for defamation. And uh, in this article it says, is there any other way for this to go but poorly for Patrick Reed? So I think you're in the clear. I don't know that Patrick Reed has much beef with you. No, I mean, as I said before, there's no way he can win these cases. No way. I mean, there's an in- incredible amount of protection for especially truthful reporting. You can't sue someone for reporting truthful facts, and you can't really even sue them for giving honest opinions. Or, like, making fun of you. Really not at all. Because so you could sue me for that. Yeah, there's no there's no are leg you, to stand you're not on here. sue me, are you? What is worrisome, though, is that they all these organizations still are going to need to 
you know, hire lawyers that are expensive to at least get the cases thrown out. And I, I don't want to have to hire a high-priced lawyer for thousands of dollars just to fight a frivolous lawsuit by Patrick Reed. Can you imagine if Ben is the one that gets us where we have to hire attorneys to get us out I'll of just co- represent. I'll, I'll represent ourselves. You could do it, I bet. I probably could figure yeah, it out. probably figure it out. You just apologize to Patrick Reed, kiss his ass no, a little I, bit. No, no, it's no apology at all. I'll stand before the judge. I'll tell the honest truth. I'll give a nice summation speech to the jury. And F you! <laughs> move on. I I've seen enough legal movies. I'm <laughs> sure that I can, I can figure it out. Yeah, fake, I was fake watching it. my cousin Vinny with Jack the other day. Brilliant film. Yeah, I mean, absolutely brilliant. Legal strategies. Film. I, yeah. I can figure that out. Yeah, it's a brilliant film. Brilliant, brilliant movie. All right, what were we doing here? We were oh. going to do Larry. Larry. Maybe we want to wait on Larry. No. Even sped up. Can we? Do we have time for Larry? We got time. Let's get to it now. We can be a little All late. Right. So yesterday, Larry called. We were talking about the Padres and right around this time. What, they, uh, what they need to do in the offseason and the conversation. We took the call at 8.30. Yeah, I was, I was anticipating a, you know, a, a 30 to 45 second quick call, add a thought, and then go to break. Mm-hmm. And that is not what happened with Larry. He had much more detailed thoughts. He had a lot to say. Like pitch-by-pitch detailed thoughts. Well, and so what I thought this morning is we can't replay the whole thing, right? Because it's How like, long did it take it uh, was, like total in, in, in totality? So after cutting out all the commercials and editing yes. me, editing you, it's, it was nine minutes? Nine and a half nine minutes. Nine and a half minutes. For one long, phone for call. For one phone call. And I got a little upset. He because got, that's not that's not what radio should be about. Sports talk should not be about ten minute phone calls. I mean, in total with the commercials, not editing. I mean, Woods talked for like a minute and a half at yeah. one point in between answers from Larry. I was defending Manny Machado swinging at the it, first pitch. It would have probably been about 16, 16 minutes. 17 minutes. Check this out. Uh, let's see. Larry is calling in as well. Let's see if we can get one more in here. Larry, welcome to Ben and Woods. Good morning. Hi, Larry. Well, hello. Um, I wanted to really um, give you a take, my take on Jerkson Kovar. There's a lot of things that you're not uh, not paying attention to that this man provides. One, he works the pitchers. One of the, the things, uh, the rules that uh, AJ Peller laid down was he wanted people to draw walks and also look look at the pitcher, look the pitcher count to get those pitchers tired and out of there. Well. Jerickson Profar provides, I think, a better bet on base average because he works every pitcher. We More so it. now than he did in his it. first year, but he's really paid attention to that detail. And I'm going to give you a uh, plus. He's an outfield assist leader, yeah. one of the best arms in baseball, and he provides not what I would consider to be starting uh, ability. He should be instead a filling man and a first guy in uh, to replace anybody, especially considering that Fernando Tatis has never had a full season when he wasn't injured. And because of that, no matter whether they put Tatis on the outfield or whether they put him at second base or shortstop, uh, that, that which moves uh, Cronin was my favorite player, incidentally, to first yes. base where he went along to the second. But Tatis can't be coming on to have a full season until he shows he can do a full 162 game season. All right, now I want, I want, that's my comment on Profar, but I have something else that I think is valuable feedback for the entire team, even for AJ Peller, and I wanted to get this across because the fourth game of that National Championship Series was lost, in my estimation, by some very poor judgments on the part of both Manny, Profar, uh, Manny Machado right. and the manager, Bob Melvin. Here's the reason. I'll, I'll state this. In one of the innings, um, Austin worked the count to a full count and then do what should have been a walk but the umpire disagreed with both uh, Nola and both so the announcers uh, Austin, uh, Tony and Jesse who thought it was a- in studio yesterday if you could have if we had a twitch stream Ben was visibly 
visibly uncomfortable. I had my mic off and my headphones. I was walking around the room. I was just, I just leaned back. I was like, oh my God, what is happening right now? And Ben was like pacing. started getting very worked up. Up comes Juan Soto. Does the same thing. Works the count. Fouls off a few pitches. Very patient hitter. Uh, and does, does the exact same thing. Bad hand, incidentally. He was a pitcher. A former Padre pitcher who's never had very good success since he left the Padres. And this is a bullpen. Bull we'll be back game. with more of oh Larry after this on 97.3 The Fan. Larry was making some fine points. It had been like four minutes. You cut and, him off. And really, I'm after 60 seconds, Coming I am starting to get edgy. I used to have a foot pedal you did. at the old station where I could I just cut you off. I missed my foot pedal, and I'm sorry that if I offended Larry, I appreciate that he's listening, but you have to, brevity is he's still listening. key. Is he still, is he still there? Yeah, I said, still there. I did, I did say we'd continue on. All right, go ahead. Hi, Larry. Sorry, Larry. Sorry. Not a problem, uh, and I understand about the brevity thing. Well, I left off with the championship series, Game 4. Uh, Just right where was, With three walks consecutively. It should have been three walks. It was but three consecutive batters who had full, uh, brought the count to full, and now up to Manny Machado. Four, he said there's been four straight, three straight balls, uh, well, at least two straight balls or one straight ball already in the last walk for Juan Soto. Up to Manny. That's double, no right? Yeah. About four and a half minutes. I, I, I'm I'm good with it. I don't need to hear any more. And Manny on the first pitch, he's, he been, went, he's been phenomenal. He went deep. Well, Am I still here? Yeah, right. yeah, you're here. Okay. I, I will disagree with you on one point. I don't have a problem with Manny doing that first pitcher as long as he doesn't have a better chance of getting yeah, the base and loading the bases. But you pay or, him. You pay him. That, 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 that was a pivotal at bat in that, that game. Sure. Okay. You pay and that if man. If you got bad hand out of there, that would have been helping you. I mean, we still have another a, two minutes. It's a good reminder to... Sped up. It's a good reminder, and it's hard for all of us, but what's my famous saying, Ben? You can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. It's out. Like... Hindsight 2020, yeah, man, if Manny had just taken one pitch there, the whole world may be different. That's baseball in a nutshell. And I think if you, if you, if you look at baseball like that, I mean, trust me, I stewed on the Josh Hader thing for about three days, and then I was over it. Um, I think you're still mad about it. You tweeted about it last night. I I'm good. I, it's over. I can't. I, there's nothing I can do. I think where I Less actually listening back to Larry's phone call. When he was trying to kind of sports explain me about why Jerks and oh, Profar is valuable, oh, you do not. You like to do the sports explaining. You I don't was, like I got, to be. I got, I got sports explained. You did why Jerkson is valuable, and Larry went on his argument about taking pitches, and I do understand all of that. And I never, I never said Jerkson didn't have value, but as we wake up this morning yes. and see Keith Law projecting him as an eighteen million dollar a year player. And Larry's saying, I think he would be a great, you know, he's a good guy off the bench. You, $21 you, million dollars paying, 18. You're not yeah. paying your super sub $18 million a year to come be the guy coming off the bench for you. Either he's going to be your everyday starter and you're paying him that, or he's not. But let, this is where the... That's this the is disconnect. where I started getting, yeah, the little disconnect on the phone call Josh, Our buddy Josh tweets, and the best is, I understand the brevity, then jumps right back in <laughs> like he never missed a beat. I, think I don't know that he didn't just keep talking during the five-minute commercial break. I think if I uh, die and go to hell, it will be Larry and Mrs. Woods telling each other stories uh, for eternity <laughs> because there's a lot of similarities. And she's listening right now and is rolling her eyes and livid at me. But there's a lot. Of, and I sit I'm like, uh-huh, yep, come up, yep, just whatever, yeah, let's go. We got it. Finish strong. Finish very, very strong. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. Larry, you're always welcome to call 
Uh, but just know, no next time, Larry. So Ben will punch you in your mouth proverbially, proverbially, <laughs> proverbially, proverbially. What would you say is the ideal call length? Which we hit the phones, we take some call, thirty seconds. Uh, you can go a little longer than maybe, that. Maybe, maybe 30 a minute is short. I think a minute is where you're really trying to get all your points. And if you can do it in less than that, great. Forty-five seconds, fine. So if I wanted, I took- uh, just reminded me of one of the best bit ideas I've ever had. I'll tell you guys, and then we can tell our audience after the break. All right, all it's right. one Larry's- of the best I've ever had, and it's inspired by Larry. This is why we had to speed it up only twice as fast. Larry's first first round on the phones yesterday was over three minutes. We said 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah. So if, yeah. I, if I wanted to speed it down to a 30-second, concise, quick, <laughs> typical sports <laughs> radio phone call, it take? All right. here is here's how it would say. You, you can't even. All right, here's Ben Woods. Larry, I disagree. I disagree with everything you just said. I, I think you're full of I think you're full of it. No, no, that's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. No, Larry, you can't stay stuck in this point, man. You're, man, you're saying the same thing. Uh, you agree with Larry? You disagree? Larry, yeah, call us 933 You heard it. We'll be back right with there. more of Larry after this. On- <laughs> Such a genius, man. I've never been... I've never been more proud of you than I was yesterday at that moment. Larry and all of our guests appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Got to run a tight ship here with Ben and Woods. Aren't we just five minutes late going to break? On just 97.3. Yeah. Again, Larry always makes us late to break. Every time. I love you, Larry. Larry. Every I love time. You. I love you. I on love 97.3 The Fan. Inspired, Benham Woods 97.3, the fan. Uh, there was a thing I thought of a while back, and I had completely forgotten about it and meant to write it down. And I I was inspired by uh, Larry's call. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are familiar with a TED Talk? Yeah. Yeah, TED Talk, yeah. right? Well, you know, different topics that you're an expert on. Yeah. You go, you little audience, and, and you give your talk. Usually they're 
Like five, just five minutes. They're no. quick, right? Well, they, thirty minutes, they fifteen are, minutes, whatever. They may they they may be no longer than eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes is your ceiling. Um, that's the maximum length, not the goal of every TED talk. But uh, most speakers present for three, five, nine, four, 14 is really a nice sweet spot, too. So I was driving around one day, and I thought I, I don't watch them, but I've you know seen enough people do them. I've heard about them. And I thought, <clears throat> what if we did a TED? What if you had to do a TED talk? On air. And obviously you do it in a downtime. Like, it's around Christmas. Nobody's really listening anyway. We're in here screwing around, which I mean, we do that even most days anyway. Topic of your choosing so, or assigned yeah. So, topic. But here's the, here's the rub. We spin the, the, the wheel, wheel of time. We spin the wheel of time. Oh. So, Paulie can spin a wheel. It says 3, 5, 9, 14, 18. Oh, Jesus. And you see how... I just threw up a little bit. Yeah, you see. And, and so I was thinking, like... What, what the hell? You'd need you'd need a couple of different ones ready in your head, but I think it, I think TED Talk Radio would be fantastic, and I think people would be like, "All right, tomorrow Ben's going to do TED Talk on whatever," and people would tune in. Here's the rub, though: you couldn't do sports, and I couldn't do music. Have to branch out. Yep, something you're a little less familiar, Correct. more uncomfortable with. Yeah. What do you think you would do? Hmm. <laughs> Dude, so I was driving around my car going, what could I talk for 14 minutes straight on? I don't know that that's totally fair, because if you say you can't talk about music... Yeah, well, that's the bit. But you can... Then can you talk about sports? No. Both of us. No sports, no No music. sports for everybody. Yeah. Barbecue. So... Okay. Maybe. 14 minutes? Yeah, probably. I think I could do that. You really think you could do a 14-minute talk on barbecue? Yeah, I think I could. We're not in the business of losing listeners. you got to be engaged. Yeah, well, you have I mean, to not, knock it out. Not at this second. Like, right, right, right. You need to prepare. I need to prepare. No but... notes, by the way. Really? No yeah, notes no, no. at all? You come wow. in and do your speech. It's not about sports. All right. That's appointment listening, by the way. Absolute appointment listening. So maybe we'll try that down the road. Inspired again by Larry. Larry, by the way, no problem. Larry, you do 14 talk on, Oh, yeah. no, I mean, in the blink of an eye, you can do The history minutes. of Lane Field. He could do an hour done. if you wanted. Done. Uh, the history of the pod race. Yeah, done. Done deal. I don't know if there's anything I've got in my arsenal that I could do 14 straight minutes on. I mean, I'm thinking of, like, things that I enjoy. Yeah, of course. Hobbies Boobs. or stuff like that, but I'm like... 14 minutes is a long time, a long time to dude. talk by yourself. Well, it's like anyone that says we can do what you guys do. And I gave that guy that shot that one time. I said, you got the whole opening segment, man. You got 15 minutes here. Now we have each other, and we can bounce stuff off. But I said, this one's yours. And, uh, she, you know, he made it three seconds before he absolutely crapped his pants. Bernadette just tweets us in and says, speaking of TED Talks, Ted San Diego is taking speaker applications right now. So there you go. That didn't even inspire <laughs> me. Larry is the one. That inspired me. I would love to hear you do a 14-minute TED Talk on barbecue. Almost more than anything. I'm Ben Higgins. Welcome to my TED Talk about breakfast, Ooh. Maggie says. <laughs> Who couldn't talk you're about pretty, breakfast? You're pretty fancy, See, so food, I think you could food, but definitely would you even navigate one of that? my... Would you just <clears throat> start naming off different breakfasts? <laughs> <laughs> Sausage. <laughs> eggs, French Pancakes. toast, waffles, short rib eggs, Benny, 
Waffle. I feel waffles? like I could expand for five minutes on what makes a good hash brown good, as opposed to the bad one. All right. Have you had? You have you had the? You know the difference between good and bad breakfast potatoes? Absolutely. I mean, there's a huge difference. Hash browns I, have to be perfect. Sometimes, or ass. sometimes breakfast potatoes are the best part. Yes. Of a, of a diner breakfast. Yep. And sometimes they're the worst part Correct. of the diner breakfast. And if you haven't been to a place before, you don't know what you're going to get. And it's always like one of my most nervous. Uh, what kind of potatoes do you have? The home style potatoes? Home fries. The home fries. The, the hash browns. What's it going to be? You ever get the uh, hash browns that are absolutely crispy and burnt on the top? And then you and then it's like pudding underneath. In the you're middle. Like, oh, this kicks ass, dude. <laughs> so thanks for burning the top of these. And now I'm left with potato pudding. <laughs> It's on my plate. Yeah, and some places like have their own like hash browns that are fresh, and you get them perfectly fried on the outside, but they're still got a bit of a bite on the yeah. inside on the strings of potato that go in it. And others are just frozen, and they're obviously they 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 don't put enough effort into they're their like, hash browns. They're like a patty. I hate when I get I'll order breakfast potatoes and it's unseasoned like chunks of potato with a little bit of bell pepper thrown in. I like those. That's no, that's not. <laughs> Like That's those. not a good breakfast potato. DJ Iverson, fourteen minutes easy on San Diego being better than LA. That's that's a, yeah. That's that's one we could do. Fourteen minutes, man. Radio TED Talk, I think, is revolutionary and would be really really fun. Like you, the, when you just started talking about hash browns, I found myself a bit riveted and really want to hear your breakfast. I really want to See, hear your. I mean, there I are like TED your, Talks in there. All right, so by Friday, I'd like to have your breakfast <laughs> TED Talk all ready to go instead of Ben Reed's wrap. Don't, back. It's been a don't while. get me going on chicken sausage either. <laughs> you can't make good sausage out of chicken. There isn't enough fat content in. in chicken well, we know Ben's to topic. make a yeah, good breakfast has, sausage. Has to happen. It really has to be pork. I'm sorry, people. Save you. This, this is A material. <laughs> Save this. If you want good sausage, it's really got to be your cards pork. Right yeah, he really is. Put your pants back on and save some of that. For we'll the, come up with a different topic. I'm Please to don't. I want 14-minute <laughs> breakfast TED Talk. Back in college, I took a few different public speaking and communications classes, speech and debate. Like, the standard was five minutes for a presentation. Yeah, and even that was daunting. Five minutes is a long time to for talk by Pontificating, and I think it's fantastic. Now, some people are really good at them. I think Ben would slip. Speaking of, uh, here's Kelly with a TED Talk on traffic. Oh, from the premier wow. Kia of so edgy. Kelly could do a heck of a TED Talk on ladders in the roadway and properly securing the ladder to your truck so it doesn't fall off and, and cause problems on on our highways. People are very in on this idea. Ben Talk, as they want to call it, instead of TED Talk, I'm in. I think this <laughs> Wait, is... Why is it just me It's now? just you. I want a Paul Talk. I want a Woods Talk All as right. well. That's can't just so, be me. I'm not the only one. That is so good. I can't wait. I really want you to do breakfast TED Talk. I really do. Well, almost more than anything. I know I've made you do a lot of stuff over the years, but this one, he's got me. He's got me bought in. I'm riveted at this point. Never uh, miss a moment from 97.3 The Fan again, whether it's a breakfast TED Talk or off-season Padres talk with the free Odyssey app. You can download podcasts from your favorite talk shows. Listen whenever, wherever works best for you. I want to get to more of those free agent names in a minute if you have time. Sure, we can do that. I also, yesterday we brought up something that we never really paid off, but uh, you asked me about the what these two teams in the World Series oh, did at yeah. the trade deadline. That's right. Padres obviously made giant splash again, acquiring Juan Soto and Josh Bell and Brandon Drury and Josh Hader at the trade deadline, and it ended up helping them 
pretty immensely in their playoff run to get to the NLCS. I'd say no question about it. But when you look at what these two teams did and where they are right now, you can clearly see that it was the the Phillies who made the better moves. Neither were as splashy as the Padres, but the Phillies have gotten more out of their trade deadline moves than the Astros did. The Astros went out and acquired Trey Mancini from the Orioles, who was one of the more talked about names, but he has um he has really not contributed I in the postseason. For him, man. He's 0 for 17 in the playoffs and he really the, has not been used much at this point uh for, for the Astros in the World Series. And he's truly one of the game's better human beings. You know, he beat cancer and all that, but uh by all accounts I've talked to Adam Jones about him as well. He is just one hell of a human being. And it's a bummer, man. You get to that new team and you're like, holy crap, I've been on the Orioles and now I got a chance. And you get your chance, Benny, and you're 0 for 17. And, you know, they've totally lost faith in in Trey Mancini. Got a got a late pinch hit appearance last night, down seven in the seventh inning or something. And it just it's tough, man. That guy's put in a lot of work to get back and your heart goes out to him because he is a human being. Now Astro fans probably hate him. But, um, you know, they, they didn't do much, really. They, they didn't need much. They added uh, Christian Vasquez, catcher from the Red Sox, yep. but Maldonado's gotten by far the bulk of the playing time. So really just a... Vasquez is a guy with experience yeah. in the postseason, and he's a guy that is he's a big rah-rah guy, very well-liked and respected around baseball. Yeah, again, a bunch of nothing moves. And then uh, lefty Will Smith, not the Dodger Will Smith, but the relief pitcher who, was I he mean, a, Was he a, a brave? Yeah. From the not, Braves for Jake Odorizzi. Haven't even seen him. Yeah, haven't, I haven't even seen him. So the Astros really haven't, didn't upgrade at all. Now the Phillies didn't make huge splashes either, but their moves have paid off. I, I think the biggest name they acquired was Noah Syndergaard with the Angels, but it was actually a second trade with the Angels that ended up being maybe their most critical, picking up center fielder Brandon Marsh uh, in a trade deadline deal. And Brandon Marsh has come up with some huge plays during the postseason hits great defense great yeah. hit last night he's been absolutely critical and he seems like he's been a quick favorite in the clubhouse and when, when ben said this morning he goes yeah they added he added marsh at the they added marsh at the deadline i go they did from where he goes the angels i go no he looks like he's been born and raised in philly he looks like a philadelphia philly talk about a perfect fit uh for that team man and then their third acquisition uh, was David Robertson, the relief pitcher from the Cubs, who maybe wasn't quite as good. I mean, he was kind of a closer, and now he's maybe the third best arm in their bullpen, certainly behind Alvarado and uh, Sir Dominguez, Anthony, yeah. Sir Anthony Dominguez. But they've used him in extra innings, a couple of big spots, and, and he's come through for the most part. So the Phillies have gotten a lot more out of their trade deadline moves, especially in the postseason than the Astros, who were essentially the team that they were all season long without any big significant changes uh, for their team in, in October here. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and it, it's so weird to think about, too. We saw it with the Braves uh, last year. Some of the names that they added, you're like, oh, all right. Adam Duvall and Solaire and... and uh, Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, yeah. Rosario. I mean, I mean, they were huge for them massive. down the stretch. Like, they don't win the World Series without them. So it, it doesn't, you know... It doesn't. It feel. It's weird because it feels like with the Padres, when you try to add a, not a medium, a middle of the road type player, you know, but Adam Frazier, who was leading the league in hitting before he came here and just forgot how to hit entirely, these are all big splashes, and those don't pay off all the time. So, 
It's just it's tough to know what you what you need to mortgage for your future and if these guys are going to produce once they get here. All right, we'll come back. We actually have some San Diego State football tickets to give away for Saturday's game. If you haven't checked out Snapdragon Stadium yet, a chance to head on out there this weekend. We'll give those away. Paulie's got a Rindle report. Headlines coming up next, including a an ESPN return for a former college football coach. All next on 97.3 The Fan.